Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hi, and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today, we are with Susan Fox from the Eden Skin Clinic. Susan has been around a few years and is well hearsed in this industry and now is also distributing machines as well as her, has her successful clinic. So welcome, Susan. Thank you for coming. Thanks a million for having me. I mean, I'm very, you're very polite saying I've been around for a while. I've been around forever. <laughs> I'm very old. <laughs> yeah, but she don't look it, so it's all good. We'll I definitely just... feel it today. <laughs> so myself and Susan were at Future Beauty yesterday in Ireland. And Future Beauty is if... It's a great way of having consumers come and ask you questions about treatments. And it's been over two days at the RDS. And how how, how did you find it? People come and asking questions. And really that? good. Yeah, um, it was excellent. And it is great to educate the public yeah. because I think there's so much information out there that it's actually confuses them more. They are absolutely totally bewildered. Yeah, I, I think the more information that's bombarded at them, actually yeah. more confused they become or the more go- you google and the m- find- yeah and like a woman actually said that to me yesterday after going round and she's like I actually I'm totally confused now because I've talked to so many different people and it's so technical now yeah. and so science based yeah that she was like I actually don't know where to start <laughs> It so, is. But it, yeah. yeah, so I, I think it's good because it's all about education and talking to people and explaining. Yeah. yeah. And it's showing that this industry like of, say, more advanced skin treatments, mm. um, aesthetic side, that it shouldn't be intimidating, that you sh- can come speak yeah. to a clinic owner and yeah. get education about it and be told exactly. it, honestly. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think um, it's just I'm I'm brutally honest. Anybody who knows me knows that. So I don't. Yeah, I tell them exactly as it is. Yeah. So it is something if you're in Ireland for next year that if you are thinking of aesthetics or anything like that, a good one to go to. So we'll get back to you now. Thank you. <laughs> um. So, Susan, you have like obviously we were just speaking about your length of few years in the industry few years 35 <laughs> yeah 35 mm. it's changed a lot in 35 years it has changed a lot yeah it's just I think the advances in those 35 yeah. years are just massive yeah but that's what I love about it and we were just chatting before we came on about how passionate we are both yeah. about it I am just I'm a frustrated dermatologist I should have done medicine yeah I absolutely love it yeah I should have done dermatology a hundred percent like if I'd known at the start so what did make you get into the industry what kind of Um, my Irish mammy (laughs) (laughs) so I was very young when I did my exams and my mum was like you're too young to go to college and still did that Irish mammy thing of but you're not doing nothing yeah so she's like you have to do something for a year and then go to university that was the plan yeah so I decided to study beauty therapy I was one of those kids that used to like have the Vogue magazine and flick through it I was and watched the old 40s movies I always loved the glamour and yeah so I suppose like most girls that think of beauty that's what they think of initially yeah they think of the beauty and the glamour yeah. side. Yeah. Um, so I went to Galligan's in Grafton yes. Street. Yeah. yeah. And I started there in um in 1987 Galligan's and I was 17. That long as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I was 17. Yeah. And I went in straight from school. Wow. And I absolutely 
just loved it from the day I went in. Yeah. I just, I was really lucky. I think some people, it takes them a very long time to find something they're passionate about. Yeah. And I found it immediately. Yeah. But what I realised was, yeah, I like makeup and that, but actually that was not what I loved. What I absolutely loved was skin. Yeah. And I did Siptac and Sodesco there and um, we had to do a thesis at at the time and I did mine on acne. So Did always you? from day one skin. Yeah, so always from day yeah. one skin was my thing. You were definitely ahead of the game because acne at the time would have probably been very much go to your GP, like yeah. go to your doctor and they'll sort out something for you. Yeah. Not yeah. like look at the skin or see. Yeah. No, so that was I was always and I, I always had a very holistic I could still to this day when somebody asks me why I decide to do what I'm doing yeah. to their skin. Yeah. I still find it very hard to explain. I just no. Yeah. <laughs> By looking. Oh, there is an instant yeah. instinct. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's something I don't know whether that's something you can teach. No. So I was listening. There was um some sort of book on something um, yeah. on Audible and it was saying about how you just know these things. And actually what it is, is over the years, there's something that's associated with this, which your brain will catch on to. And mm-hmm. there'll be the tiniest little things and those things will all sit together and you just look at someone and just go, OK, this is because you won't say oh, I've seen it before because it won't be it. But the tiny little symptoms will just come together. together and you'll already have an instinct looking straight at them. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I suppose, over the years what's happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Experience. Experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you d- went to Galligan's and then what happened after that? So I was supposed to be going to college and the recession had hit. It was okay. 1988 at that point and there's mm. like another recession. I don't know how many recessions <laughs> I've lived through at this stage. So um, we didn't have a lot of money. I don't yeah. come from somebody, a family with yeah. a lot of money. So college really affordable wise wasn't an option at that point. Yeah. Um, and the day I left school, I actually got offered or college. I got offered a job yeah. in a clinic, yeah. which shall remain nameless because it was not a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't the bad experiences the best learning oh it was a good learning curve but uh, this lady literally I walked in and I didn't see her again for three weeks I went to work every day and I was in a clinic on my own (gasps) and I was straight out of college so it was literally like I'm either going to fly or I'm going to die but she's left you to figure it out yourself so I just had to figure things out yeah Um, so I basically ran her business God, if I could get someone to do that for me nowadays. I know I was very naive and very young. Um, So that was my first experience. It wasn't great. I was on my own. So all joking aside, although I I mean, I was able to do it and I did it. I wasn't learning. Yeah. There was no growing there. And yeah, um, she didn't come in to pay me most weeks. So it was a bit of a it was a mess, genuinely a mess. Um, And then I went to work with lovely people. um, John Adams, they had hairdressers and beauticians, a lot of them in Dublin at the time. Yeah. And they were just I'm still very friendly with them. The nicest people. Yeah. And that's where I really started to learn. Yeah. How to do what I do. And yeah. Yeah. And um, I loved it there. And at that time it was a Clarence salon. So we did all the Clarence training and I loved that. And I think, you know, starting with one of the big skincare brands was great because you do get really good training and education. Yeah. And support. And support. So, yeah. So that was kind of where it really took off. And so then you said at one stage, then you went off. um, You did uh, a bit of work on the flights and stuff like that. I did. Yeah. yeah, Purely by fluke. I'd never thought about it. I um, ended up becoming an air hostess with Aer Lingus. They hadn't recruited in 15 years and they 
had an ad that I just saw and I just decided to give it a go. Yeah. Um, and I ended up having to do five interviews. They interviewed, I think it was something like 10,000 people and they hired 200. Oh, wow. And I'm still quite not sure how I ended up being one of those 200. <laughs> but anyway, here I am. So I did that and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it was an amazing education because mm. dealing with the public. Yeah. Like that is. Yeah. Um, but I had a really bad accident when I was flying with Aer Lingus. Now, nothing, it sounds yeah. very, like, I wasn't on the plane at the time, but it was at the airport and I fell. Oh, God. Um, and I was 27 and I prolapsed five discs in <gasps> my back. God. Um, and I ended up having, in 11 months, two surgeries on my spine and they didn't work. Um, so I was left, I was in thir- 30 years of age, sitting in my bed in my hospital in the Black Rock Clinic, having had two surgeries on my spine and basically they said there's nothing else we can do I had chronic back pain God. and my back was wrecked oh God. so at that stage I felt I'm unemployable yeah you know and the only thing I knew really how to do was beauty we yeah. had just moved to a new house we were in Wicklow town yeah and my husband traveled a lot so I was sitting in this house on my own didn't know anybody in Wicklow God. with no job and yeah. a wrecked back so I was like okay I'm going down that town and if there's a gap I'm going to fill it yeah <laughs> and I there was no at the time inverted commas proper clinic yeah so I decided to open one okay so that was in 2001 okay wow yeah so you first of all you decided you went down to you decided on the place you were going to yeah and then how did you decide on the brand how did you decide on the name everything like that well the name was easy we got a great building and it was plonk on the middle of the main street but you walked up through at the time which was a muddy lane but I was like we could make this into a really nice courtyard yeah and somebody said to me oh it's like the Garden of Eden oh is that so that's yeah. how it came about so Eden that's how that happened <laughs> and then um, brands wise I actually started with Matisse at the time because okay. I looked at a lot of brands and I, I suppose because I'd worked with Clarence a good bit I liked the French brands yeah. and Matisse was a very good brand at the time in Ireland um, and they had great support which is yeah. important when you're starting a new business so we started with that and I opened the clinic it was just a three treatment room little small clinic yeah. with one therapist and myself Yeah. and in the space of three years we'd completely outgrown it I had a full time receptionist four therapists excellent we were turning away more people than we were taking and I had a lovely landlord who I had for 22 years yeah and he said I'll build an extension for you I'll send the architect and you tell her what you want and we'll build it wow so we built a purpose built clinic yeah so we have now got an a treatment room purpose-built clinic in the same location wow yeah and actually this year after 22 years of renting I actually bought my building so I'm delighted with myself (laughs) yeah Yeah. I've asked every year for 22 years (laughs) finally said yes he got he broke down he's like okay he's like stop asking (laughs) yeah so So I'm delighted uh, how many therapists do you have now with so we have a team of 10 yeah and then we've uh, just recently added an aesthetic nurse and an aesthetic doctor to our team now they're not full-time yet we hope to expand that yeah um but i suppose over the years you know know yourself there's been just so much change in the industry and for me i want to focus more on the advanced treatments yeah like I love fixing skin yeah. that's what I love to do yeah um, and I suppose after 35 years I'll be dead honest I have no interest in painting a set of nails oh no way <laughs> <laughs> or, or any of that yeah. so we just want to focus on skin and yeah. skin care and advanced treatments yeah and yeah. that's that's what we're interested in 
Okay, and so now you've started into distribution. So I actually, I'm 20 years in distribution. Really? Yeah, so what happened was Ireland in the early 2000s, every clinic had the same stuff. Yeah. Everywhere you went, yeah. there was about the same three or four brands, the same treatments. Everybody was doing the same thing. And I suppose I've always liked to be a little bit different. Yeah. And also I had traveled massively. Yeah. I spent 10 years in Aer Lingus traveling around the world and I'd mm. seen all sorts of things. And we laugh about it. I mean, I remember bringing Chanel lipsticks home from New York because I think we forget how little we had in yeah. Ireland at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah. beauty wise and every wise, like yeah. I was bringing home 501 jeans for people. You couldn't get them here. No, no. Like the yeah. stuff you couldn't get. Because that, that when I, 20 years ago, you couldn't get Dermalogica because they no. only came in 20, that yeah. time when I trained. So I was bringing all sorts of stuff back from all sorts of <laughs> contraband. No, not contraband, <laughs> but you know, things you couldn't yeah. get in Ireland. Yeah. So um, I had seen a lot of things and I wanted to bring some different things to Ireland. So there was a brand, um, a cosmeceutical range that I saw in the States that I really liked okay. called AFAs and it's brilliant for rosacea. Yeah. So, and you know how much rosacea yeah. we have over here so I brought that in and we were the only clinic in Ireland with it and then they asked me to distribute it and it kind of went from there Okay. and then we started to distribute IPL and laser equipment and at the time that there was very few yeah. people doing that Yeah. so I always wanted to kind of push what was happening and kind of I suppose lead a bit Yeah. Um, and then like 20 years ago we had a doctor doing a Botox clinic in our clinic yeah. which yeah. was unheard of and no. um, we were doing the chemical peels so we always I always wanted to offer my clients something a bit different and a bit more and I yeah. suppose that's still what excites me I love finding the new thing yeah that's where so I get my kick <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard um, have you been hearing about the new thing about exomes a little bit, but I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know a huge amount about I them. Do, I don't think they know. What, like Everyone's yeah. just kind of... So they pronounce it exosomes. Um, I read it as exomes because it's E-X-O-somes. Yeah. Um, but it's basically channeling, signaling cell structures that they um, boost with like peptides and stuff like that. And these channeling, signaling, they're anti-inflammatory, self-rejuvenation, all this kind of stuff. And they are 600 times more effective than anything we've used. PRP, microneedling, anything like that. Right, I'll be getting those. I know. <laughs> so they were £650 for five serums at the show. There's three God. different suppliers. And um, I am definitely getting. Was that at the? You see, I was so I was so busy at the show. I didn't get to go around the show, and then you miss all these yeah. things. Oh, I'd be fascinated by that. That was there was actually one beside you. <laughs> I'll tell you how busy I was. <laughs> um, and there was one up near the top beside Dermalogica, okay. and then there was one from one of the laser flyers that I know. Okay, we need to talk later. Yeah, <laughs> but it does. It seems to be very like so basically because you and I have seen this for us, the industry hasn't changed in the last five years. It's the same yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like fractional radio frequency has been around since yeah. actually six so or seven I years actually, ago. I actually, that lady that was confused that yeah. said to me, I'm totally confused. And I said, look, basically, I'm in this business 35 years yeah. and all we're trying to do with all of these different treatments is increase your collagen production. We just do it 25,000 different ways. Yeah. I was like, that's basically <laughs> what all of the treatments exactly. and, and it's treatments all, are trying to do. <laughs> and it's all old technology yeah. that's been repurposed yeah. or rehashed in yeah. one way. I um, But this is the first 
change I've seen in the industry for a good few years okay. is going to be this. I need to do my homework on that. Yeah. So there's um because even one of the suppliers of fillers and Botox, he goes to me like I haven't seen him in 10 years. I was one of his first clinics. He goes to me, she's if you know anyone where you can get some exomes like that's going to be I want to like literally. OK, everybody's, everybody's talking, talking about, about it. it. And it's it's very um we get like the same thing you said it's we're so busy and yeah. we're getting on with it. and then all this development comes in and it comes banging I out know of it's trying to educate yourself all the time yeah yeah constantly yeah. keep on stuff so what do you do to keep on stuff like okay trade magazines I do trade I listen to trade magazine or to podcasts a lot of podcasts okay. and I also get the trade magazines and then if I see any books like I, one of the things that I found we were lacking and because just basically for when we did our training, they never mentioned any other ethnic skin types. Oh, no, no. Ireland, there was no other no. ethnic skin types in 1987 no. in Ireland. There wasn't. Though. There wasn't. There no, actually. there wasn't. It wasn't that they were excluding yeah. people. It just wasn't yeah. a skin type we were going to come yeah. across. But obviously that has completely changed. Yeah. And I, d I do training now as part of my distribution. And people are always asking me, can you do that on black skin? Can you do that on yeah. Asian skin? Can you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've bought a lot of books. I've read up on a lot. Yeah. Of, you just have to keep moving up with the times yeah. and try and educate yourself yeah. and it is a constant struggle to keep up with it yeah it is definitely yeah. I do think you're right I think the podcasts are a good way mm. because there are a couple of podcasts that are out there um, I do think there's there's now for ethnic skin in London they've now developed separate courses yes for specifically for that as yeah, well because, because it's it just is, not there it isn't there and yeah. it is something that's obviously going to be a huge growing market yeah so with your distribution so you have what do you have right now so we I'm the distributor for Casmara Skincare yeah. in Ireland and one of the things that I'm lucky with is I've worked with them for t 19 years and their chemists, they develop all their products in-house. Okay. They have their own laboratories. Oh, wow. And Ignacio, their chemist, is, I call him Dr. Spock, he's a genius. <laughs> um, because like Casmara were the first skincare brand in the world to invent peel-off masks. The they, jellies, they, yeah. They actually developed them first. Yeah. They were the first to use Regeneron in products. They were yeah. the first to use pre and probiotics. Okay. So like they're really, because they're small, they react very quickly to the market. So I have Ignacio on speed dial. So there's not many people that have the chemist on speed dial. And it's brilliant if I have a question about a gradient or yeah. a peptide or a ceramide yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I can ask him. Yeah. And he knows. Yeah. So that's brilliant. So I do Casmara and that's a professional range. So it's strictly salons. Yeah. Um, we brought a new range in recently, BP Dermaceuticals, because the other gap, I think, in the market is a lot of people want to look after their skin. They cannot necessarily afford to spend 80, 90, 100 yeah. euros on yeah. a product. So um, BP, they are... Um, a very small brand and a very small range, but they're a very high percentage of active ingredients. Yeah. And um, they they and they pair the ingredients. So unlike something like the ordinary where people are buying one individual yeah. ingredient and might not necessarily yeah. be 100 percent sure how to pair them. Yeah. They pair them. So that, as an example, they've got like a 15 percent hyaluronic and yeah. vitamin C. Yeah. Serum. And OK. Yeah. Okay. But it retails at 18 euros. Oh, wow. So it's very good, high quality. Yeah. But at a great price. Yeah. So I felt that was a gap in the market. Um, so that was the something reason we went for with. your uh, actually like only thinking of it now mm. for because you do have like the ordinary mm. and then you have like your high ends. Yeah. But there's nothing that's 
that we as professionals mm. can say, here you go, it's good, but it's not so and expensive. It's, yeah, and it's really good. And because when they they approached me, which was lovely, I'm yeah. getting to that point now where they're, yeah. uh, which is nice. I don't have to go searching for things yeah. necessarily. Um, and I was like, oh no, the world doesn't need any more skincare. Yeah. It's like, it's so busy with skincare. There's so much of it. Yeah. Um, and they were like, just try it. And yeah. it was in lockdown. So I really tried it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here, I re- actually I have to take this. It's really good. <laughs> so they, their eye cream is fantastic. They, 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 and they have really good retinols. I have a bit of a controversial view on retinols. Yeah. Um, I like them, okay. but I think Irish skin is very fine and very thin yeah. and that you have to be very careful yeah. with it and that I think a lot of people are overworking their skin. Yeah. So I was not a fan of some of the very high percentage retinols, yeah. but their retinols are really good and they're derived from very natural sources and the more natural the retinol is deri- source deri- is derived from, the less reactive it is. So theirs is derived from beetroot. Okay. But they um, combine them with squalene and niacinamide yeah. so that yeah. it counteracts the, the irritation and the yeah. irritation. Yeah. So with the result, they're they're really good. They're very affordable. You don't get any of the yeah. reactions. So well, I actually uh, completely agree with you because we, I was having this chat because we have a 0.25 and a 1%. Yeah. And I'm like, you can use the 1%, but you should only use it once a week. Like yeah. You shouldn't be, you don't need to get up 0.25%. You're better off using that every day. It's so small. It's like the same thing. It's formulated. So it's more gentle. Yeah. Just use that every day. That's like less traumatic. Yeah. Less aggressive. And I think that we're all learning now that you don't have to be really aggressive. Yeah. I think it's going back again. Yeah. Because when I started training in a microneedling, as an example, it was all... Like go deep, yeah. get yeah. Uh, get it. blood. Yeah. Help, you know, if you're not pumping blood, it ain't yeah. working. And now it's like, no, actually, yeah, you don't need to do that, and that can be actually counterproductive. So I think it's like everything you learn as you go. That, but I definitely feel that there was a a piece there for a while where we were all people were really overworking their skin, oh, yeah. and I yeah. I have so many clients come into me and their barrier is just destroyed from yeah. over exfoliating, over peeling, yeah, overworking. Yeah, from yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I sell products, but use less products. Yeah. I keep saying to everybody, yeah, use exactly. less. They come into me and they've got like three bags yeah. of products. You're like, oh, yeah. don't have I don't do this. So no, <laughs> I don't do that. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my my focus at the moment is trying to get people to pair it back. Yeah. Yeah, keep it simple. Yes. A hundred percent. Definitely without a doubt. That's why I liked, I did like when we had the clinic, um, the Zio Skin Health, because they didn't have 10 different moisturizers, a hundred yeah. different serums, anything like that. It was just keep it simple. You need a good hydrator, good vitamin C. Yeah. Good cleanser, exactly. you know, like it doesn't have to be crazy. Sure. With it. I mean, all the information that's out there and the most asked question I get asked on Instagram. I do a lot of stuff yeah. on Instagram and I still every day somebody goes, do I put my serum on before my moisturizer? Do I put my SPF on after or before? People still don't yeah. know yeah. the basics. Yeah. And there's so much information out there. They're actually totally confused. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you need to put the vitamin C before the hyaluronic, yeah. before the SPF. And don't use the retinol in the morning. Use it at night. Use your vitamin C in the morning. Don't put them on together. Like, they're totally and utterly adult with it all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, So with your clinic then. Yes. Um, Any tips for opening growing your business for anyone that's in the industry yeah again I am a lot of the clients that come to me they get really excited they want everything yeah and I'm like 
you don't know who your client is till you open. Yeah. So you obviously get your basics, get a good skincare brand. Yeah. Don't I sell machines. Do not go and buy a load of expensive machines yeah. until you see who coming in, who's coming in your door, yeah. what their age profile is, what their economic profile is, yeah. what they actually want. Yeah. Because what you think they want is not necessarily what they might actually want. Exactly, exactly. So I'm like, start off with the basics and then also don't bring in too many things at once. So I always, in my clinic twice a year, I bring in something new. Okay. The beginning of the year and the middle of the year. like So maybe kind of January, September. Yeah. Because if you bring in too many things from your team's point of view, it's confusing. And from your client's point of view, it's confusing. Yeah. And nobody's focusing on anything. Yeah. So I try like, you know, we brought in the radio frequency microneedling last year. Yeah. We'll bring something new in in September. I'm looking at different things at the moment. So that's the way I do it. Yeah. Because it gives everybody time to yeah. to understand it, to know it's there. Yeah. Because if you have a lot of things, invariably you're your therapists they get fixated on one thing and the other thing goes into the corner it's not used yeah yeah, so so I think it's important to give them a good time to use it let them see the results get them excited about it before you move on to the next thing yeah okay and what are you liking at the moment oh god I like so many things I know that's yeah um in our clinic um the radio frequency microneedling is very popular at the moment um we do I still love like I love the peels yeah. and like I think you, can't, an beat, you can't, beat. can't beat the basics. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of we, a lot of our add ons with our, our with our LED. That's yeah. always very popular. We do a lot of laser. Yeah. I love my IPL. I love um, IPL is so underestimated. Yeah. So I really like that. We do a lot of ros- rosacea treatments and yeah. then we do thermavane and I'm like I obviously am the distributor of it now, yeah. but that's only since Brexit. Yeah. So, but I've used it in the clinic for the last 10 years. Yeah. And I think it's a fantastic treatment. And the combination of using your IPL to get rid of your residual redness yeah. and your, to settle the rosacea and then going in afterwards with the thermavane to get rid of the telangiectasia is a fantastic yeah. treatment and great result and changes people's lives if yeah. they've suffered from rosacea. Yeah, 100%. Because even that's what I was saying to you, is you co- because my mother called over to the stand because she was like the red veins and she's a sun worshipper mm. <laughs> so like and and she does spend a lot of the year out there and she works outside with horses so mm. she is tanned she can't get the IPL done yeah. but um, she was calling over with the therm the further yeah and veins. the thermavane is is perfect for that but because it's a very low current it's only four megahertz yeah. it, you don't you're literally treating the capillary you're not t- surrounding yeah. any of the surrounding tissue which means that it doesn't matter where you are on the Fitzpatrick yeah. scale yeah. so you don't have any issues with hyper or hyperpigmentation yeah and that's what I do like with it it's it's great for that and like you say in s- because you either have to go something like a thermavane or a laser to clear mm. up those like stubborn one yeah. long ones exactly and it's great to add in because it's not half the price you don't have to worry about photosensitivity you don't yeah. have to worry about skin types adverse reactions it's really good yeah. and I mean I love I love my IPL yeah. but it, IPL can be very hit and miss yeah. for veins yeah um, and I've had, like even at that show the other yeah. day I had several people I had one lady and she said I've had six IPL treatments in my clinic and the veins are still there the yeah. redness was gone and she, and I did the, the veins for her on the stand she was absolutely delighted oh, but then she said to me oh but so the IPL was a waste of money so I said no absolutely it wasn't no. because your skin's in great condition yeah. you've got all the benefits of the IPL you've got rid of all of the redness yeah. and now we've finished off so I said no it isn't it yeah. wasn't a waste and they no. didn't missell it yeah. but 
they're stubborn and this is the way to get rid of yeah. them so that was it yeah, and you don't know they're stubborn until you, you clear with yeah, the IPL well that's it yeah. yeah and I said to her you probably had lots of tiny ones and they're gone yeah but for the bigger ones you definitely need yeah. something like the thermobane oh, climates I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's changed. They're getting more and more demanding. Yeah, that's what it's. It's changed yeah. For yeah. over the last. Yeah, and they're they're reading up and they're doing their research. Yeah. So you you when they come to you, they they know exactly. Yeah. Well, they think they know exactly what they want. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Or they are. They're already an expert. But that's why I think it's important. Like you said, you do on your Instagram. It's you have to maintain a profile as if you're working in skating. Yeah. You want to educate like like your customers you need to do that over social as well so that they're getting the information from you yeah not from google actually that's one tip you asked about tips for new yeah. clinics i would definitely get yourself onto social and look so many clinics that i go into they're like oh, i'm too shy and i'm yeah. too embarrassed and i was that person i mean i was like nobody wants to see a 53 year old woman on instagram and then when lockdown happened yeah i had no choice <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I have to go naked on Instagram, I have to do it to keep this business going. Um, and I went on every single day yeah. for lockdown. Did you? And it absolutely changed my business. Did it? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And even at the show, the number of people that were coming up to me saying, I follow you on Instagram, yeah. which is a really weird thing. I oh, still so, haven't yeah. got used to that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, people get to know you. They get to trust you. Yeah. And you know, a lot of therapists are like, oh, I can't. And I at the beginning, I was doing a full face of makeup and getting dressed up and now I go on in my pajamas like I don't <laughs> like people want to see the real you. You don't need to put on a persona. Yeah. You don't need to be anything other than yourself. Yeah. You don't That's, need to be filtered. It doesn't. Ha I don't actually even know how to do the filters. <laughs> um, I'm like a technophobe. So you and also everybody's always afraid they'll make a mistake. Yeah. So you can record your story and post it afterwards. You don't have to do lives if you're yeah. not comfortable. So if it doesn't work out, you can just delete it. Yeah. But having a presence on social media now is essential. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. So did you find then with a lockdown that was the toughest thing your business has ever been through? Or? I'm going to be 100 yeah. percent honest and I nearly hate saying it because so many people suffered so badly. Yeah. Lockdown was great for my business. Lockdown was great for my business. Yeah. Too. Shocking. I now, know. I worked my ass off. Yeah. I've yeah. never worked as hard yeah. and it was extremely stressful, yeah. but absolutely changed yeah. my business. Yeah. Um, I had had a delivery the day before lockdown was announced yeah. of about 20,000 euros of stock. Jesus. And it was all professional stock. Yeah. And I was sitting looking at it going, what am I going to do? Yeah. All of my everywhere is closed. This will all be out of date. Yeah. Do you know if this goes on? Yeah. And I decided, right, I have to do something. And the longer it was going on, I was like, nobody can get anywhere. Nobody can do anything. And I came up with the at home facial kit yeah. and I packed over 3000 of those on my own did on you? lockdown because we had the exclusion. So my girls, none of them live within a two kilometer yeah. radius yeah. of my business. Yeah. Um. so I was there every day on my own. I ordered boxes online. I ordered stickers online yeah. to make up the boxes. And I did it. And then I started distributing them to other clinics because yeah. they were asking me, could they have them? Um, so it yeah. kept me yeah. and it kept an awful lot of the girls that I distribute to in business. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the turning point for me. I was like, yeah. OK, 
this is what I have to do. And that's when I started going on social media yeah. to kind of go, I have these. Yeah. And yeah, it really took off. But that shows the strength in your character. Because, and that's what I do think lockdown was. It made the people that are strong and knew how mm. to adapt and actually good. It made you stand out. I think the hardest thing about having your own business and don't bother opening one if you haven't got this in you is to continually keep picking yourself up. Yeah. Dusting yourself off. Honestly. And keep going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it's it's all like because we were just I was just having this chat with one of the guys and it's like people want to be self-employed and they want to, and I'm like, give me a paid holiday any day. A like. paid holiday, a paid day off, yeah. a paid maternity leave. Yeah. I was back three weeks. I had a baby. Isabel is 19 now, but I had her and she has Down syndrome. We didn't know till she was born. Oh, wow. I had a section under general anaesthetic and three weeks later I was back in my clinic Jeez. doing a treatment. Now, I wasn't there every day. Yeah. But you're self-employed. You keep going. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, and that is, it is literally, you just keep going. Yeah. And I, over the years, I mean, I had, I like you laugh about it now. I remember one week, I had at one time, I had 16 therapists in the clinic at the height of the Celtic Tiger. Yeah. And they all got the tummy bug the same week. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. <laughs> 16 columns had to be cancelled. Yeah, well, uh, we didn't cancel them all because it was all at stages. Yeah. But like uh, every day there was five or six people out trying to rearrange that. <laughs> then I had the year that half the staff were pregnant at the same time. And I mean, it just, it, I listened to Stephen Bartlett, the diary yes, of the CEO. Yes, I love that one. And he's like, when you have your own business, it's getting up every morning and thinking, what shit is going to hit the fan <laughs> today? And that is literally yeah. it. A hundred, like, I was speaking to my best friend the other day because she was like, ever since I known you, yeah. every single time I talk to you, it's like this. Something's mm. happened. Something's happened. Yeah. And she has the same thing because she's self-employed as well. And it is that resilience where you have to go, it's not going to affect me emotionally. It's no. a thing. Figure it out. And that's at one, Stephen Bartlett's one of his podcasts. I don't know, was it Davina McCall? Um, her mum said her to her. Her podcast was amazing. Very good. Yeah. But it was, I think everything's figure outable. Yes, that's, it is. Yeah. And like even with the show. Yeah. I had a, an issue with the show because the girl that was going to be working with me yeah. had a, a bereavement in her family yeah. very suddenly. Yeah. And I was like, OK, so I've no one to work on the stand with me tomorrow. And then I have this lovely client who I yeah. get on really well with and I rag her and I was like, is there any possibility? She's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So like everything, there's an answer. Yeah. But you have to stay calm. Yeah. I don't panic. No. I think the old air hostess training kicks in yeah. with that. I've evacuated <laughs> an aircraft. After that, you don't panic. I did. No, it wasn't. It was a bird strike. Yeah, okay. we had to turn off one of the engines, so we had to do a belly. Yeah, so yeah, I, I've, and it was my first day as a senior. I was in charge of the flight. <laughs> oh, you God. couldn't make it up. <laughs> so after you've done that, yeah, nothing really scares yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. So yeah. I think it's resilience and yeah. yeah, solving problems. Yeah, always and every day. <laughs> yeah, and it and nowadays it's the same as customers has changed, people has changed and people have a lot more anxiety and they absorb mm. a lot more of this anxious energy mm. and it's you can't do that. You have to literally put that to the side and go, yeah. cap on, how do we fix it? Logically, this? how do I fix yeah. this? And take the emotion out of it because when the emotion comes into it, you make the wrong decisions. You have to try and separate that yeah exactly it's not always easy no, I don't always really. succeed <laughs> yeah we sound like have, it's easy yeah, no well. I was going to say I have drank three bottles of gin in the kitchen yeah. and cried <laughs> I've had those days too 
Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I was only open. I had only opened the clinic, I think, six weeks when September the 11th happened. Oh and gosh. I remember standing there. And first of all, like so many of my friends were flying and you yeah. didn't know if everybody was OK. And then thinking, OK, so the world has gone into recession and I've just opened a business. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a great start. So like from the day I started and then like the Celtic Tiger yeah. dying, like it's yeah. just been constant yeah and as good as everything is now and things are very busy yeah I know everything is a cycle there's another reset there's always another recession coming around the corner (laughs) I don't want to be negative but there is yeah and you just have to work out to go through it yeah and be prepared yeah but it has been a tumultuous like definitely Mm. last even since since Brexit Trump Oh. All of that, like yeah. it's just been because normally you'd get a few more years yeah. of relaxed period, but literally it's like every second year it's like something. Yeah, it's going so on crazy, and things are so fast at the moment. I yeah. find, and I remember someone said to me years ago, who was um, years ago said, um, actually was the owner of a clinic, and she was dead right. She was like, "Listen, all these things will happen up and down. Recessions will happen." You just worry, focus on what's in front of you. Oh, my God. I am such a believer in that. And actually, I did a business development course with the Enterprise Board and the guy that ran it was brilliant. He'd been the um, CEO of a load of different companies and worked on a load of different boards. He was a very clever man. And he was like, people ran really successful businesses during all the wars. The First World War, the Second World War. It's like you just go with the market you've got. Yeah. And exactly. you, you just put your head down and don't listen to all of the exactly. noise. Focus on your business. Yeah. And I'm also very much with that with, um, you know, I go to a lot of places and I say you should set your price point at this. And they go, oh, well, the clinic down the road. I'm like, mm. I don't care about yeah. the clinic down the road. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about the clinic. down. You do yeah. what's right for your business and your yeah. clinic and you set your price. At, yeah. You know, this thing of well, I couldn't charge that because somebody down the road is charging less. Yeah. I mean. I don't compete on price. I quite happily sit here and say my clinic is one of the most expensive clinics. Yeah. Probably for miles around. But we have a purpose built clinic. We have a really experienced team. We use really good products. Yeah. And that's why we are always booked out. But also they're paying for your expertise. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they like the people who come to me. Yeah, they don't care if it's yeah. 20, 10, 15 euros cheaper yeah. down the road. They yeah. come to us because they know they're going to get a good thing. Yeah. And wouldn't you rather pay that little bit more and get the right thing? Yeah. Then get the wrong thing. Or yeah. Get burnt or get. And you, you know. have to target the people, your tribe, as they say. Yeah. yeah so your tribe. my tribe are not going to go to somebody's shed because it's five euros cheaper. Yes. They're not my people. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's the bottom line and everyone has their own people Th- but that's it and that's what I'm saying about when you're setting up and don't go and spend loads of money until yeah. you know who your people are yeah exactly because I did the wrong thing there and I've said this on one of the other podcasts but I went to my wrong brand as mm. in I opened up in an area in southwest London which didn't suit my brand yeah because it was you know, it was more looking for towards doctors for these treatments and stuff like that. Right. And we were busy and everything like that. But there was an element of trust. It took years to build. Oh, it takes a long time. And that's the other thing I say to girls who are starting. Nobody is going to walk in off the street to a clinic they don't know, to yeah. therapists they don't know and book a really advanced, very expensive treatment. Yeah. 
unless they know you and they trust you. They're yeah. not going to do that. So there's no point in having the 50 grand machine sitting in the corner week one because they're not going to do that. They're yeah. going to come in and book the few little things, see what you're like, sush yeah. you out, yeah. try it. Bit, and once they get to know you and they build a relationship with you and they trust you, then they're going to come in for the more advanced things. But they're certainly not going to do it straight away. No, 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 definitely not. So where do you see your clinic going now in the future? What do you see bringing in or developing? Or I really, the advanced and the aesthetic treatments are where I want to go. Yeah. So I'm going more clinical, more medical. Yeah. And that's really where, and it's more because, well, A, it's what I'm interested yeah. in, but also that's what my clients want. Yeah. And I'm a 53 year old woman and my clients want what I want. Yeah. And I want somebody <laughs> to lift my face. <laughs> So yeah. basically, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. But I want it. I, I'm not into that overdone look. No. So it really, on I my clients, they don't want the big lips. I mean, yeah. I have a, a new aesthetic nurse and a doctor joining our yeah. team. And we did um, uh, Insta Live there last week. And I was like, if you want big lips and a frozen face, we are not your clinic. <laughs> because that's not what we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if somebody says... God, who did your Botox? It's great. You've had too much exactly. Botox. You don't. Exactly. It shouldn't be that obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want very natural. Yeah. Um, and I think my clients want to look as good as they can for the age they are. Yeah. They're not trying to look 25 when they're no. 50. No, no. Skin boosters. I yes. absolutely Yeah, love. we're doing the skin boosters yeah. in the clinic and um, Profilo and yeah. um, PRP. We're offering yeah. all of those now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. You're going to be busy for the next while. I'm always busy. <laughs> a holiday. That's what I'd like next. I know, <laughs> I know that feeling. I, I, yeah, I only got back from Christmas holidays and it's like, I, I need another one. Uh, yeah, somebody said to me, I was skiing there. I can't even remember when. And they, she's like, how is the skiing? I was like, skiing? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, I don't even remember. Uh, that's one thing I always, I always look forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. very much, I don't think about Yeah, no, the what past. we've done. It doesn't matter, it's done. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Whether it's right or wrong, yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah, it's just like, so what's coming tomorrow? What's coming tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. No, it's been great having you in. And Thanks I'm sure that, having me. yeah, they'll find it really inspiring. Also, I'm very informative because it's good to hear all your whole story of everything. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really Thank enjoyed it. Thank you for it. coming. <laughs> Thanks, Susan.